Good morning, and thanks for joining me here on DNH. It's Taste Test Thursday, where I bring a guest in to talk about their life, their work, and their taste in food. This morning, my guest is Steve Bates, Chief of the Honesdale Fire Department. Steve, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. Thanks for coming in, dude. Uh, thank you for having us. This is this is really cool. I've been wanting to get uh, a, a fire department in here for a long time, and I've been wanting to get a fire department in here for not because the building's on fire, right? Is it? That's correct. Can you verify there's nothing on There is nothing going on here at this radio station. <laughs> okay, fantastic. Uh, Steve, I don't even know where to begin, so we'll start with the sort of basic question. Uh, where'd you grow up? I grew up in Honesdale all my life. Okay, and uh, and you and you did you skip town at all, or have you been you've been nope, here the whole time? I've been the whole year, the whole time. And now, uh, so downtown Honesdale, you went to what HHS, right? Yes. And uh, after, uh, how did you get involved in in firefighting? You're chief now. I'm sure you didn't start as chief, right? Oh, no, correct. I was uh, actually a junior member at the age of 14. Uh, how I got started was my neighbors that I grew up with, their father and the, his grandfather were members of the fire hall. So of course, hanging out with them as little children. Seeing what their family went through got me a little excited, and uh, I joined at the age of 14. 14, huh? Now, is that the age that you can join at now, or has that changed? No, that has changed. With the laws of the children now uh, in Honesdale, you got to be at least 16 to join. That's still, that's, that's, start them young. That's pretty good. Correct. We try. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you got a junior member, and as a junior member, what, what are you, you're not running into buildings or anything? No, are junior you? members, all they are is they're uh, between the age of 16 and uh, 18, they're, they're considered juniors, and they come around and learn all the ropes and trades. They can help on the outside of a building. Yeah. Um, which is greatly appreciated to the people that are doing the firefighting because that's one less job we have to worry about outside. Right. And then they also do all the trainings. They start going up and coming through the, the training programs. So when they do turn 18, they become a senior member where they can actually go in and do the nitty-gritty stuff. Now, I, I want to take a moment just to point out or, or ask you, for, first of all, because I'm not positive about this, but you know, we hear a lot about volunteer firefighters. Everyone in your department is a volunteer? Everybody in my department and pretty much all around the county is all volunteer. E even you, the chief? Even me as the chief. I uh, don't get a cent. And then is this the way it is like around the country pretty much? Uh, a lot of the country is volunteer, but uh, you can see the volunteers are starting to die off and they are starting to go to either a paid driver or uh, maybe two or three paid staff. But most of them, uh, you can see the volunteers starting to dwindle down. So, so it's all volunteer, yeah. And as a, and it, it's, people aren't getting paid, so they've got to work a, a full time job. Full time job, as you, you see, I work at B and B Dodge uh, in hey. Hillsdale. Yeah, I know B and B as a mechanic. So hey. that's my full time job. Well, that, that's handy. So when the fire truck breaks down, you get to, they call Steve too. They, right? they do. <laughs> oh man. So um, there's I just I'm 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 tremendously grateful and thankful for. Let me just start by saying for you and what you do as a volunteer, and for all the volunteer uh, emergency services personnel. Well, thank you. It's it's a it's a huge huge undertaking, and to do it for no money just kind of strikes me as a little nuts, to be honest. A lot of us in the volunteers do it for the passion of the love that what we do helping people. Really, really helping people. And a little bit later on, I want to kind of ask you, pick your brain about uh, some 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 calls you've gone on lately. Uh, you know, some fires you've extinguished, some some hopefully some happy endings, or I don't know, dogs rescued out of buildings, Definitely. stuff like that. Um, but I want to talk right now about. Uh, what what does a volunteer fire company need? What's what's on your top of your list? Biggest thing right now is uh, volunteers. We need the manpower to help us out on anything from firefighting to even doing the functions at the firehouse, like the you know normal business end of it. Paperwork and stuff. Pay, uh, the paperwork. Yeah. So everybody thinks volunteer, they got to fight fire, which is not true. You know, we always look for the administrative end too of people. Oh. Okay, and um, um, so. So, 16, 16 is the yep. minimum age, and uh, all the way up to, I don't know what. To whatever they feel capable of doing. Like cool. I said, the older generation, sometimes they just want to help 
do the fundraising part of the it, back which is a, yeah. the second big part of the uh, problem that a lot of fire companies have is fundraising. Fundraising. So, so people and money, basically, are Correct. two are top two... items. So, okay, so how can we get you some more people? So, if, okay, let me ask you, that, let me put the call out right now on the radio. Okay, attention, everybody listening. Honesdale FD wants you as a volunteer, uh, or your nearby volunteer fire Correct. company Anybody. wants you if you're in Hawley, if you're wherever you are. Uh, they want, they need your help. So, um, what, what, if somebody wants to become a volunteer, what do they do? Uh, go to your nearest local fire station, um, when they're there or they have phone numbers posted on the station and just, uh, inquire there and ask how you can help. Like I said, we're not looking for all time firefighters and, uh, just start the process that any of the officers there will help you any way that guide you into starting your procedure they want you as a volunteer so Correct. there's no paycheck but no there's paycheck. there's a lot of uh a warm fuzzy feeling inside you however you want to say that and that's what i say it's the passion yeah. of love that yeah. you do um uh, so what's the process of becoming a volunteer whether you just show up sign a thing and you're done or is there like a training there is training there's uh, actually they do the firefighting there's intense training it's uh, now up to 180 hours of uh you know physical training where you actually learn nuts and bolts of the whole firefighting ends through you know how the fire works to how to extinguish it wow uh, 180 hours so it's a lot of time it is a lot of time but by the end of that you're 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 well versed i would expect well versed or, as a firefighter one they consider it firefighter one that's the that's, that's the, sort the, of... the starting level okay and where does it go from there uh, a lot of people you can go up to firefighter two to fire officers and instructors we had guys that actually pursued and you know they God bless. They left us, but they went to a full time career out of it. So you actually you can turn this into a paying gig, maybe in a bigger city kind of thing. Correct. Okay, very cool, very cool. Um, okay, now what about making money? How do you how does how does a volunteer fire department pay the bills, buy the trucks, etc.? It's like you, we were talking earlier. It's uh, pancakes, suppers, uh, <laughs> really chicken barbecues. That uh, a station in town here, number four. They do bingo every week. Yeah. So fundraisers, fundraisers in one is way the big or another. Thing. Um, okay, now you said station number four. That reminds me. I wanted to ask you. So, where's the other three? Uh, station four uh, is up by the high school in Honesdale. Yep. Um, number one is actually on Main Street, down by the CVS end. Uh, oh yeah. Station yep. three is up by the Wayne Hotel on the corner. I know that one. Yeah. And we have Alert Two, which is down on Willow Avenue by Tractor Supply. Okay. Oh, so they're spread out, and that what's the purpose of spreading them out like that? Um, better response to the areas back in the day. The older time gentlemen they uh, wanted to protect their neighborhood, so they started in their little towns. Uh-huh. It's called North End, South End, the Hill section, as number four is called. So they all started little clicks, and that's how it stayed. Okay, and now they're all kind of grouped together. So those four stations are under your command. Is that right? Correct. They, each station is their own station, but out of fire, it's one chief and one deputy run the, the whole, all four of them. My guest this morning on Taste Test Thursday is Steve Bates. Uh, Steve is the chief of Honesdale FD. Steve, how long have you been the chief? Uh, going on eight years. Wow, really? So, so the bucks, the buck stops at Steve. <laughs> Correct. Uh, and also, if the truck breaks down, Steve's got the mechanical know-how. You've got, so you've got a great crew working for you, though, right? If it wasn't for the crew, um, uh, it makes my job harder. But I have a great crew, so my job is kind of easy. Oh, that really? Oh, it's not knock on wood. That's good to Correct. hear. <laughs> That's really good to hear. Um, boy, where else can we? So, okay, so Steve, tell me, uh, burning building. Okay, so you get the. So for, let's let's do the whole process. Right from the 911 call to everybody packing up and going home. So, okay, so let's just say, oh, no, uh, my house is on fire. Uh, not, I call 911, right? Not good. <laughs> not good, right, not good. So, But I'm able to call 911. What happens next? Uh, the biggest thing is 911 will uh, figure your location. Um, they'll dispatch uh, the nearest fire stations. 
uh, they'll get it over a pager. We all carry little pagers. Yeah, or I've now seen with those. technology, phones. Really, on your on your cell on, phone, on the smartphones. Really. We can get it. So then once they hear that, you know, middle of the night or whatever, everybody jumps up. And uh, Do people leave work? To- yes. Yeah, huh? Luckily, uh, in our, my borough, Honesdale, uh, a lot of employers let their uh, firemen go, which is great. That is great. Okay, so pagers go, firefighters mobilize. Yep. Do they go straight to the fire from work or do they go to the station first? It all depends. A lot of people uh, go get the trucks, but then there's some where the fire is, they're closer to go to the fire. So Uh a lot of them carry their gear and all that in their vehicles and they drive to the scene. Um, But, you know, we have a crew that will go and get the trucks and make sure they get out. There's going to be a truck there. Correct. Okay, so uh, the crew arrives at the the burning building. My house, unfortunately, is just up in total blazes. Like, no... uh, what happens next? Uh, the biggest thing is, is we want to make sure life safety is first. So we'll prioritize as to make sure everybody's out of the house. Yep. Okay. Uh, once we know everybody's out, then we go into the firefighting stage of the uh, fire where we'll start pulling hose lines. As I consider it, you'll see the scene become uh, a big mess because you're going to see all the guys doing their jobs of hose lines, ladders coming off. A lot of a noise because you're going to hear the pumps running, you know, the firemen, you know, doing their job of ventilating, saws running. So it's going to be a lot of a noise in the beginning to extinguish the fire. So uh, you said ventilating. What do you mean by that? Ventilating, the tr- uh, as we call it, the truck crews, which are the ladders, or sometimes it's the engines. They'll, they'll throw ladders up against the building. They'll go up to release the heat and smoke out of the building so they cut holes in your roof because as the heat and smoke rises... Right. It protects the guys inside that are going in to try to clear the smoke and the heat out of there. Because number one is the heat is so hot in a fire that it's actually the firefighters could get hurt by the heat itself, too. So they call it ventilation. They try to release all that out of the building. So heat rises. So if you if you cut some holes in the roof, some of that heat gets to escape. And then the low level is, is survivable for Correct. a moment or two anyway to get in there. Okay, so uh, buildings ventilated, uh, crews kind of deployed, bringing the hoses in. Uh, how much? This is not like your garden hose at all, no, right? No, uh, pressures can be anywhere up to 130 psi. They call it on a hose. The hose anywhere from an inch and a half to three inches is the size diameter of the hoses that we use. Or if it's a real bad fire, we'll put the uh, ladders up, which is a six inch, six inch hose, six inch half hose a at foot? the uh, out of the top of the ladders Dude, to flow water. That's a lot of water. A lot of water. <sighs> So, you know, you can waste a million gallons of water on a, a fire. It's not a waste. <laughs> it isn't. Um, now, what about, uh, you know, is, is there, are there fires which water alone is not uh, sufficient for? Um, yes, there are. There, you know, we get the newer uh, fires now with alcohol. Uh, some of the car fires that we run into with the material they have in car fires, which a couple of our engines in town and the ladders uh, carry actually what they call Class A foam now. So we can put a foam solution on the fire and sort of suffocates help. it right yeah and blankets it with a, a it's a foamy solution and that's like what what uh, uh airport fire departments use on airplanes correct right? okay yeah, that white stuff you see is like foam and and actually we use it on house fires too to what they call rekindle so we don't have to come back later in the night so once the fire's out we'll foam it down oh. to help not start another fire while we're not there okay so so yeah so crew's out uh water's on the fire fire goes out and then, would you say rekindle? Rekindle. Sometimes if you didn't get all the hot spots, uh, we could get called back to a house fire where it started on its own again Ugh. by just finding a hot spot and it just worked its way back to a fire. Okay, so you'll 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 do your best to kind of suffocate it before yeah. you leave the scene. Um, and then, okay, so let's just say, okay, fire's out. Uh, all lives are okay. The house is toast. But hey, that's, you know, that's at least everyone's safe and sound. Correct. 
uh, you, you, you blanket the fire, hopefully, so that it doesn't start itself back up. And then, but your work is not done at that point. Correct. No, because then now I got to worry about you guys as the residents, too. So I start calling in the Red Cross and everybody else to help the resident who, you know, now we got to focus on them, too, because they just lost everything. Yeah. So we got to focus on them, make sure they're okay, and then it's actually cleanup time. Yeah, I was going to say, what's the cleanup like? Cleanup time is usually the hardest because everybody's tired from fighting the fire. Yep. And now you got to clean all the hoses, the ladders, and all the tools we used to get ready for the next emergency. And this is like you put everything away sparkling clean pretty much, Correct, right? Correct, because you got to be ready for the next fire. And, you know, one of our breathing apparatuses that we use, we want to make sure they're all clean of debris. So the next time we grab them, they're good to go immediately. You don't want to spend a second dealing with something. (sighs) So, yeah, after the after everyone's bushed from fighting the fire, then it's like, oh, everybody, cleanup time. Yay. Cleanup time. Uh, And then the donuts after that. When do the donuts come? (laughs) Usually, usually we take a break between between fire out and cleanup. Good. Give everybody some time to get water in them. You know, if it's been a long night, get some food in them and then work up cleanup uh okay my guest this morning on taste test thursday is steve bates steve thanks for coming in this morning yeah, not a problem really Thank good you. to have you here steve is the chief of honesdale fire department uh a volunteer fire company for the city of honesdale city right it's a borough borough okay sorry the borough of honesdale I'm still learning yeah. uh and there's fire companies all around uh pa new york in fact this these entire wonderful 50 states of ours are staffed uh, largely by volunteers. Uh, big cities, you might find some paid firefighters, but overwhelmingly, they are volunteers. And uh, Steve, you said earlier there is a there is a need for volunteers. New yes, ones. there is. Oh, we're always looking for younger younger volunteers. Um, we're big age gap between say eighteen to thirty. We're missing that age frame where you know we can use a lot of younger people because everybody went through, and now we're getting to the older times and. A lot of us are not as young as we used to be, the fight fires. That's a nice way to put it, I guess. Yeah, It's, it's tough, yeah. and it's reality. Yeah. So uh, volunteers and money, too. If you see your local fire company holding a fundraiser, a chicken barbecue, a pancake breakfast, a bingo night, go. Spend your money. Give them an extra 20 bucks if you can because they need the money to buy. You, you don't get a check from the, the government to buy trucks or anything. You're on your own pretty much? We're pretty much on our own. <sighs> and the trucks are like... Half a million dollars? To just to start for an, uh, an, an engine is a half a million to 1.2 million for a ladder truck. Man. Okay. And you want you, you want these fire companies to have these trucks. You do not, You do not want them to roll up like in their pickup trucks and be like, well, we've got some buckets. You, you need them to have the equipment. Well, back in the old days, that's not how they did it was buckets. Bucket Brigade. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, Steve and I will come back. And Steve, you brought some food to share, right? Yes, I did. Okay, good. I can't wait to see what you brought. Okay, we're, we're coming back in just a minute. Stick around. Taste Test Thursday continues in a moment on DNA. We're back for Taste Test Thursday with my guest, Steve Bates, Chief for Honesdale Fire Department. Uh, S- Steve, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for coming in. Uh, not a problem. Now, so Steve works full. You have a full-time job. You actually, That's how you pay your bills. You're uh, a mechanic at B&B. Yep. And as a volunteer, you have been uh, chief of Honesdale FD for, you said, eight years? Going to be on eight years, yep. How does that, how do you get to be chief? Uh, I came through the ranks. Uh, like you said, I started off as a fireman first. Then I uh, went through the ranks of uh, my home station, which is lieutenant all the way up to captain. Yep. I ran the captain's spot for a while, and then I uh, became uh, deputy chief. And then uh, the borough, when the last chief decided that it was his time to, you know, resign, uh, they had an election, and my fellow firefighters voted me in as chief. I put my hat in the running and got voted in. Well, congratulations! Well, thank I, you. I, I guess is this a good thing? I mean, is it extra work for you, or it is a lot of extra work? But you're at like every event, basically. Every event, and then also like a lot of people don't understand the chiefs also have to do the paperwork end of it on the backside. So 
every time you see a fire truck out there running around, there's always a fire report that has to be done. Mile with of that. paperwork, yeah. So the chiefs or the deputy has to do all that line of work too. Well, again, again, Steve and all volunteer firefighters out there, thank you for what you're doing. Really, uh, we appreciate it. Really appreciate what you do. Um, I want to ask you if you could kind of tell us a couple stories, like any real world uh, calls you've been on lately, recently, anything memorable, gory, not gory, happy endings. Uh, to to me, all the calls uh, really bland together. Um, <laughs> but we range anything from you know motor vehicle accidents to uh, full blown structure fires. Yeah. Uh, the la- latest fire we had, of course, everybody knew was the old days bakery. Yeah. Um, you know, we get there and arrive on scene, and you see fire coming out of uh, uh, everybody's favorite bakery at the yeah. time. You know, your heart sink a little bit. So, but we got to focus on the job, make sure everybody's okay, and put the fire out. And everybody was okay in that case. Everybody right? was okay. That's 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 a happy ending. I mean, you know what? If if the fire is going to happen, at least everyone gets out safe. Correct, and that's our main goal. Um, now, what about scenarios where multiple fire companies get called, or maybe do you go across the river to New York because Correct. we are a border county, right? Oh yes. So, um, when we go mutual, it's called mutual aid. When I either I need a, a fire company to come in and help me, which I do. It's my neighbor in Sealyville, White Mills Beach Lake. They all come in and help. Um, they're under my command. You know, their chief will come up to me and ask if you know they need what kind of help they need, and then we'll just sign them a job, and then they go and take that job and help out in any way they can. So it's called mutual aid, and we do a lot of that because. Just us ourselves, you know, the volunteers are low, so everybody needs help. So There's we only, try to help one another. Only so much one company can do. Um, and is, is every company relatively similarly equipped like does everyone have a ladder truck a tanker a pump or whatever you no know? no there's only uh three or four companies in the county of wayne county that have a ladder truck so a ladder truck is the big long one correct uh, and is there a guy steering the back wheels sometimes no we don't have any tillers they're called it's uh, called tiller okay. tillers are the ones where somebody drives in the back uh, we all have what they call just a straight base ladder either with a platform or what we call a straight stick a platform is where somebody rides in the top of the ladder in a bucket okay a straight stick is where you got to climb the ladder and somebody stays on the it's ladder just a all. ladder with just a ladder so it's like, like, like almost like a big bucket truck correct versus just a, a big ladder truck i guess Simple. as i call it an elevator it's just a, <laughs> yeah, an easier yeah. way to get firemen up um okay so uh let's see what else what else can i ask you here about um about about nearby local events oh i see the food is ready maybe we should just transition to this <laughs> Steve, you, you brought food in. Thank you very much. This is part of Taste Test. I ask guests to bring in something they eat a lot, something they enjoy. So what what am I looking at here? Uh, this actually is uh, made by one of my uh, local firemen, uh, Joey Cadero. He runs the uh, Hi, coffee jo- truck. Yeah, I know Joey C. So this is what he calls a breakfast bowl that he uh, brings to our work, my full-time job. And, of course, we all eat. <laughs> so this is what he calls a breakfast bowl. So what do we got in here? What does it look like? Uh, it's hash browns, onions, peppers, uh Breakfast sausage, and I I added a little taste to it with barbecue sauce. Really, huh? So I like it with barbecue. No, sauce. I, lo- I love that you kind of put your twist on it. So, so yeah, this is like loaded, super loaded hash browns, basically. Uh, okay, so here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna turn your mic up right here. I'm gonna pull it like this so we can kind of both talk a little bit. Okay, you want? I got a fork for you if you want, but I got something for you too. So oh, I don't. don't I've had up. this, so go ahead. You, and you are eight. Okay, all right. So yeah, got chopped up hash browns, some chopped sausage, mm. onions, my favorite vegetable. Oh. Mmm, a lot of potato. I mean, it's it's almost like there's like oh, is this like a tater tot in here too? Almost tater tots, yeah. Oh my god, Joey, see, mmm. Oh, and the barbecue sauce. The barbecue sauce. That's my favorite add to it. I I like that that because it adds, you know, because like you know, the hash browns, the sauce a little salty. The barbecue sauce has a little sweet. Very nice. Oh, mm. that's really good. 
So what, um, is this like everyday breakfast for you guys or? Uh, usually he has it on the truck on Wednesdays. Um, sometimes, you know, he has it on other days. Mm. It's uh, actually a big hit. A lot can, of us like it. I can see why. And like I said, surprisingly, this is, uh, we were talking about one of the local firemen. This is how he makes his living. Yeah, so Joey C has a, like a banquet facility. Um, he has that food truck he drives around in. He comes here actually on Fridays to the radio station. We're all very excited when he shows up. He um, tells me he makes it, but I think it's actually his wife that makes it. Yeah, it could be a, <laughs> a, a family business. Wow. And the, the barbecue sauce, too. This is like, this is why I, ah. This is what I'm into. Is what what's your what's your twist? What's your special? And like thing? I said, I twist it with the barbecue sauce. I love it. I absolutely love it. Wow. Mm, okay, I'm gonna come back over here for a second. Oh man, that's good. So, what about like at the firehouse? What do you what do you guys eat a lot of? It all depends. A lot of fire uh, houses. I'm pretty fortunate in Honesdale where uh, we have a lot of good cooks in each station. So it, they all have their twists. Um, you know, they're all good for chicken barbecues. Um, you know, that's how they do a lot of their fundraising. So well, at one station on town, they do chili. They, uh, like their chili. Um, number four, they'll do anything from pot roast to, uh, you know, lasagnas. And number two, they do, you know, pulled pork. I'm which hearing is like comfort food. Oh yes. For sure. Each station, they, they do a good meal. You know, you, you're never going to go wrong. When we have a meeting at a station, they always cook really well for us. Now, are do people stay, I guess, I might know the answer to this already, but, like, do people stay overnight at the fire station and wait for a call to come in? No, not here Not here in Honesdale. Uh, the only time we really do stay at station is, say, if we have an emergency disaster or something in town sure. where storms are coming, snow. Oh, my God. Yeah, so tell me about, you You, you, you had, like, like 40-some-odd calls with the last storm that came through? 46 calls that came through on that last, uh, you know, heavy wind and tornado possibility yep. came through. We had everything from trees down on houses, wires, uh, people trapped in vehicles because trees came down. Oof. So we get a list of calls, and, you know, we actually then open one of our fire stations and run a, a, a makeshift, uh, like, dispatch center. Okay, so 911 sort of dispatches so much stuff to one place that you you, you then need to kind of prioritize Yeah, it. usually when a big disaster like that comes in, it's overwhelming on our 911 center. So they'll send out a big page to everybody to have us what they call man our stations. Yep. And then once we man our stations, uh, they'll send all the calls into that one station, and then we'll send them out as we feel the urgency of the call is. So okay, so I have now I have two questions, uh, sort of unrelated, but they've been burning at my brain. I want to make sure I ask them before we we wrap up here because we're time's flying. By the yes, way, yes, it is. It's really cooking along. We could stay here for hours. Um, okay, first, do any of the stations have a pole that you can slide down? No. <laughs> okay. No, we don't. All right, all right. Second, uh, I have seen, particularly, I guess, on the New York side, outside of stations, there's a big metal ring, like a big hoop. Do you know, do you, have you seen one of these? You know what I'm talking about? No, I haven't. It's like, a, it's like that they would maybe ring it for like an alarm back and they'd bang back on it the or day, something? They might have had a, like, we used to have old sirens. Like a hand crank kind of thing? Or? The, yep, or bells that used to be on a tower, then people would sit there and ring them. So before electricity or in the event of a, an electrical outage, yep. uh, you have sort of an analog way to, to, to sound to the alarm. To notify people, yep. And, but now you're saying, so uh, you showed me this when we, we took a break. So everyone has those pagers, pagers or, or yep. everyone did anyway. Now they're kind of getting replaced by phones. Could be a cell phone now. So the pagers, they make a pretty distinct noise. I'm not even going to imitate it here for fear that someone will hear it and go, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> um, but they make that noise. Correct. Does does everyone hear that noise? Correct. And um, it all depends on the dispatcher. Like I said, they have it where they have 
different tones for each station. Oh, so, so Honesdale hears just Honesdale's two beeps and a bing or whatever. I'm, I'm not Correct. gonna imitate it again. But and Holly has a different tone. Correct. So everyone hears all the tones, and so you might hear a Holly's tone and go, "Oh, Holly's on the move." Correct. And you might perk your ears up in case you then get called in for mutual, mutual, mutual aid. aid. Hey, I'm learning something yep. here. Okay. Okay. Cool. So, um, and those tones ring morning, noon, and night. Twenty four hours a day. The pagers are always on. Correct. But now the pagers. So you showed me you have actually an app on your phone. Correct. It's called I Am Responded Now, where actually the call will come to your phone, and uh, you can uh, see the location. You can actually map it, so that way you can have directions you to can that call. Google Maps navigate it basically. Uh, yeah, because now in Honesdale, all our trucks are with uh, iPads. Cool. So when that call comes in, now we have the directions right in the truck, so the drivers. Does this mean that the different members of the station can see where other people are on their way to the fire correct once <sighs> on the app uh, they hit respond and they'll either pick scene or one of the fire trucks yep and you can actually see their location as they're coming wow technology so, man biggest thing with that is so you don't you know you have a crew on the truck yeah right yeah you can see all the moving parts and you can correct. see if there's something that's not moving you can go whoa 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 we need to get we guys need to here get that, yep. yeah Holy technology. Too yes. cool. Too cool. My guest this morning is Steve Bates. Steve is the chief of Honesdale Fire Department. We're going to take a break. I brought in one of my favorite breakfasts to share with Steve. This should be fun. Stick around. Taste Test Thursday is on. My guest this morning, Steve Bates. Steve is the chief for Honesdale Fire Department. Steve, good morning. Good morning. And thanks for being here today. Were you uh, were you like nervous at all coming in? Oh, yes, I was. Really? Yeah, it's always a, a nervous thing when you try something new. Dude you know? runs into burning buildings, like runs towards the fire, and he's nervous to come on the radio. How do you feel now? Well, great. Good. Okay, good. You've been we, we, you done you done good today. Oh, that's great. You've done really good. Uh, so if you're out there listening, if you uh, if you know Steve, if you bump into Steve today, tell him he did a good job. Okay. All right, uh, Steve. We're at the por- portion of the interview where I bring something in to share with you. So I brought um, my one of my favorite breakfasts and one of like the best uh, value for dollar breakfasts that I've found. And actually, this works for lunch too. This is from um, Camp Umpies Bagels and Stuff. You know Umpies? Yes, I do. Okay, so Umpies does, they have, you know, the bacon, egg, and cheese, sausage, egg, and cheese, et cetera, et cetera. But for the vegetarians, they have something, and I'm not a vegetarian at all. I will eat anything that moves. Um, but for the vegetarians, they have something called the anthill. And the anthill is, uh, is a bagel with vegetable cream cheese, red onion, tomato, spinach, sprouts, and Swiss cheese. It's, it's a... Now I see the look on your face. You're you're a steak and potatoes kind of guy. Oh yes. Okay. Give, let's give this a shot and tell me what you think. I'm gonna I'm gonna unwrap it here. We're gonna break this in half. It's about a mile high, and it's about three dollars. Wow. So this is I mean, look at that. I mean, there's real there's there's color in there. There's vegetables in there. You can actually think you're eating something healthy, and you almost can. I got this on everything bagel. Mm. A little messy here. I got napkin for you. Oh. There you go, bud. Mm. What do you think? The flavors, it all combines really well. Yeah. The yep. tomato and with the cheese, the cream cheese. And I think the everything bagel just tops it off really well with the you know the garlic and all that on top. I'm glad to hear you say that. Yeah, I'm the same way. I mean, like, look at that cross section. There's like it's well, they it's did a well job and it's vibrant really not and colorful. that messy. I thought it was gonna be more with the tomatoes, <laughs> but it's mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, so yeah, for like three bucks, I think it's three dollars and twenty-five cents. It's an absolute steal. Um, here's here's my trick. If I'm gonna do this for lunch, I will add bacon or Taylor ham, and that sends it. That's I should have done that. That's my twist. You do the twist of the barbecue sauce. Correct. Even though this is a well-organized sandwich, just as it is. <laughs> 
if the fire chief says it's well organized, you know it's well organized. Yeah, I'm a fan. So it's called the Ant Hill, and it's you know you can tell it kind of it's designed for the veg is sprouts. Like who eats sprouts, right? But it's actually you don't taste them that much. You know the with the onion and the, the tomato, I think it really hides the sprout part of it. <laughs> and then with the everything bagel, it just tops it off. And there's spinach on here too. Which you wouldn't even you wouldn't know. Even know, right? It's it's a good. I think it's a great breakfast sandwich. Uh, me too. And you know, bacon, egg, and cheese is fantastic. But after a while, it gets a little heavy. This is, and I mean, there's Swiss cheese and cream cheese. So there's some protein in those. Not a ton, but some. Um, and you know, it, it'll this will sustain you pretty good. And again, if you if you throw bacon or Taylor ham on that, uh, you've got like a real. And that's that'll cost you five bucks total. And that's not bad for a, a good size sandwich yeah. like we just had here. Mm-hmm. I said it's a mile high. I mean, hmm. Okay, so, I'm glad you like it. Yes, very good. I'm glad you like it. Now, um, the folks at Umpy's got wind that you were going to be my guest this morning, and they wanted to donate um, a dozen bagels to the to the firehouse, so there you go. All right, got thank dozen, you. A dozen bagels from Umpy's, and we got some cream cheese, too. <laughs> so, breakfast is on Steve this morning. Um, you guys will really appreciate at, that. Thank at, you. <laughs> at the next meeting or whatever, you've got, you've got bagels and cream cheese. Um, oh, my God. Look at the time. Steve, we got to go. Uh-oh. I'm sorry, man. Oh, hey, it was a great experience. Thank you very I'm, much. I'm, and hopefully we got the word out to everybody. Yeah, so I'll just we'll put it out there one more time. Volunteer fire departments need volunteers. Correct. Um, they need volunteers of any age. You can start at 16. 16, yep. They get you started on the training. It's a great group of folks, men and women. Yes. Um, all ages. Um, but again, to volunteer, what, what do they do? Uh, just stop by at one of the local fire stations or see a member and they'll guide you in the right direction of get you starting. It's it's a it's an incredible life experience and it's it's a very important thing. We need volunteer firefighters because if we don't have them then then we'll, we'll, terrible things happen. Correct. Um, volunteer fire departments also need money. If you see a volunteer fire department having a chicken barbecue, pancake breakfast, bingo night, whatever, attend, be generous, uh, send them your support and and thank them if you see them for their work. Or stop by and see if they need a help. Yeah, yeah, you can just stop by and say, hey, guys, what do you need? Yep. Um, and there's there's always a need. So, again, Steve, thank you for taking time this uh, morning. Thank you. Um, if you see a local volunteer fire department or fire firefighter, thank them for what they're doing. Uh, same goes for EMTs, emergency services personnel, everybody. But uh, today here, uh, we're talking about volunteer firefighters. And, and just this whole country is supported in so many ways by volunteerism. It's a really generous thing to do with your time and your energy. So thank you to everyone out there who is volunteering for a, a fire company locally. Uh, thanks again, Steve, for coming in this morning. Well, thanks thank for you. bringing the breakfast bowl. That was fantastic. The barbecue sauce, great little touch. A nice little sweet burst on the on the salty breakfast bowl. I loved it. Um, it's another episode of the DNH Morning Show, another Taste Test Thursday in the books. Thank you as a listener for being a part of the show by listening by streaming it online or on the Radio Bold app. It has been my pleasure to be here this morning. I will be back again tomorrow to take you through Friday morning. That's right, tomorrow it will be Friday. I promise, I promise. Be good to each other and save me a donut. <laughs>